Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I've got a man that when you look up the definition of Southern Gentleman, his picture pops up. His last name's been around food service for over 55 years and so strong that his company name is just literally his last name. I've traveled around the globe with this man. I can personally tell you he's never met a stranger. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show the owner of Camacho, Mr. James Camacho. Hi, James. Hey, good morning. How are you doing this morning, my friend? Uh, Just lovely. How about you? I I couldn't be any better. Sun's out. It's a great day. Um, You know, this show, we're we're getting into it with FCSI members and and kind of explaining and talking about who we are as a a group of consultants. And the best thing that we've done so far is just kind of getting to know everybody on a basic level to start with. And so tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get your start in food service consulting? Well, a little bit of background is we're a 58-year-old firm, and uh, I worked actually for my father when I was in high school during the summer, marking up shop drawings, putting cut sheets together or cut sheet books together and, you know, whatever else around the office. And then I took drafting in school, and when I was uh, 21, he had a a draftsman quit, and um, I told him that I would come and help him out until he could find somebody else. And he never could find anybody work as cheap as I would, apparently. So 41 years later, here we are, you know. <laughs> cheap and still cheap labor, I assume. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> so Camacho does is, is, you know, you're one of the larger firms in FCSI. Tell me a little bit about your specialties as a company and as you personally. What do you focus in on mostly with segments of the industry? We do a little bit of everything, honestly, yeah. uh, from healthcare to BNI or corporate work, hospitality, hotels, country clubs, schools, you know, K through 12, higher ed, uh, correctional, a lot of correctional work. Um, so we do a little bit of everything. At, at one time, we had about 40% of our total business was in corporate work and BNI. Yeah. And then the day after 9 11, basically that entire segment went away. Wow. wow. So we, uh, we at, at that time, we said, no, nope, we're not going to do this. We're going to spread out. So about the only thing that I've never designed is a cruise ship. Okay. And I don't do domestic homes because, you yeah. know, stainless steel for me goes with everything. I don't have to worry about colors. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. What I go to my wife every morning and I go, you know, does this match? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, thank God she's there for you for that because you always do look well. So, um, and all the times that I've seen you, you do match. So, uh, I'm assuming before you travel, she lays that out for you as well. Couldn't do without her. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what in all the projects you've been around for so long now with the with your company and, and working for your dad and then now yourself? What do you think or what do you remember as being the your favorite project you've ever worked on? Probably had in 41 years my hand in or been the prime consultant for uh, over 4,000 projects. Uh, but I think one of my favorites is going to go back and be the Chick fil A corporate headquarters building in Atlanta down near the airport. Yeah. Uh, 
just a tremendous company to work with. You know, the whole philosophy and all the people who work there are just wonderful. Um, but it was really getting a lot of detail working with the people down there as far as how food came in, where it went to, how it got processed and prepped and stored, et cetera, et cetera, all the way out and through it. And it was, and although, of course, they do serve chicken sandwiches, the last time I was there, they were having alligator on the menu. So, you know. Really? It's really something. And uh, just the whole the whole family, of the, uh, the Kathy family and their foundation, uh, we've done a lot of work over the years with like their wind-shaped centers, which is their camps uh, okay. in uh, northeast Georgia at Berry College. So it's just been a really good association for years. So... There, you know, Chick Fil A restaurants are, are are well known for their hospitality, the way their employees treat their customers. But they're also well known for being very efficient. You know, during the uh, uh, the pandemic and and things that have been going on, there's yeah. been memes around that people have talked about. If you want to solve, you know, immunizations, or if you want to solve this, just go to the Chick Fil A drive through, things like that. So, and and their drive throughs are. are for most part, pretty famous in the United States. They're, it's oh, not yeah, a traditional yeah. type drive-through. So is their headquarters just as well run and just as well thought out? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it continues to grow in their innovation center and testing center, which we worked on a few years ago. It's, it's, it's just amazing what they have there. And they have mock-ups in warehouses of full-size buildings, you know, and they have really? golf carts that drive around like cars, you know, going really? through the order lane and the pickup and everything. And it's, uh, it's something that, I, that I, I, um, I picked up from this year is if you'll notice some of the fast food places have gone to the self-entry, self-order. Yeah. And the percentages of business have dropped you know, three, four percent, or even more. And when you consider how big some of these fast food places are, that is a tremendous amount of money. Right. Chick Fil A added more people into the drive-through, taking orders or delivering food or bringing it out. It's that customer service, yeah. and that's something that we've used it here in our company. As fact, as where are we providing value to our clients? Yeah. What kind of customer service are we providing? What can what more can we do, you know, so that our architectural clients or our uh, clients, as far as whoever may be in a restaurant or a country club that we're working with, is saying, yeah, that was a good thing that we brought them in. Yeah. What? Who do you think, or, or who do you attribute to being your greatest influence in your professional career? Well, that's a great question, and uh, I don't know. Um, of course, working with my father for many years and learning from him, but I think I would probably say just the the SESI consultants as a whole, meeting with them over nice. the years, you know, going to the different sessions with them or at conferences. Um, I've learned from so many over the years from – you know, going back to the early, early guys, you know, the ones that have not been around for years and years, you know, yeah. uh, up to the new ones. I mean, I, I learned a lot from the younger folks, too, yeah. even in our office and other FCSI members, you know, well, Ed that's, Norman, Joe Schumacher. And, you know, a lot of these, the younger ones, Chris, Norman, I mean, uh, Eric, too, you know. Yeah. 
What, well, that, that brings me, segues right into my next question, which was, you know, somebody that's younger that wants to enter into the industry, what, what is your piece of advice you give to anyone thinking of even becoming a food service consultant? I would probably say write it down. Yeah. It, it, and, and that covers a lot, but it's when you're meeting with somebody and a client, uh, engineers, contractors, make sure you're taking notes that you can go back and look at later. But on the same vein, also, I've always kept a book and got it here, and actually I'm putting it, digitizing it now, but of uh, consultant notes, you know, how to size kitchens, how to figure out hot water requirements, you know, yeah. just things that you learn over the years. I've kept just a, a, a notebook of things. And I think that's really helped because people ask a question, I can go look something up that I've learned or written before or, you know, something like that. So just, you know, I'm to the age that I can probably tell you what I did 25 years ago, but don't ask me what I had for breakfast, you know? <laughs> exactly. What do you, so in over 4,000 things that you've had your hands in, tell me about your biggest screw up. What did you, what was it and what did you learn from it? Um, I own a, uh, a boat anchor. It's actually a 44 inch dishwasher, <laughs> uh, that we specified to be steam generated and the building didn't have steam. Oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I had to buy a $14,000 dishwasher and I actually wrote the check out of my home equity account because it's what I had to do yeah. at that time. But what it taught us is check everything. Yeah. We do, we try and do QA of drawings in each phase, you know, design development. And of course, you know, like a 50% CD and a final CD, we have QA people now. And, and what I did was we actually hired an older gentleman who was a, an ex dealer for years and years and years. And he's been a great reference for us and for our younger people here because he can, he's got the experience in the field putting things in and trying to install it. Um, so he can review a set of drawings, a set of specs, and go, no, you can't do that because, you know, the plumber can never get in and hook it up or you've got to have access to the control panel on this sure. side or something like that. Sure. Uh, and that, that helps. But just trying to do more reviews on things is what we've done. With, when it comes to FCSI, you have been around for a number of years. I think you've probably had your hand in almost anything FCSI-related, whether it be a committee, a board, task force. Um, you've been an, an amazing volunteer, is basically my point, for a number of years. What, if you have one, what's your favorite FCSI memory so far? Um. <laughs> I know there's a lot of them. That's why well, I had to put you on the spot. You and I have traveled the world together. I know. You know yeah. Worldwide. And uh, that's that's been wonderful and being able to see things and meet with other people yeah. in different areas. But I, I, my, I don't know if I have one favorite memory. Uh, I think one of them was the turnaround we had in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that conference where not only the members, but 
you know, our, our sponsors and everybody else, the friends and the other associations came up to us and said, wow, yeah. <clears throat> you know, we've tur- you've turned this around. This is the what we want to see. Yeah. I think that culminated in that couple of years or more than that of hard work that you and Ed uh, and other members of the board at that time put together. Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate that. I I will. It goes for me with you. I mean, there's there is a lot. Like you said, we've traveled the world together um, and I and I was luckily enough to enjoy every minute of it. Uh, and but there's one thing about you that I love, and that's back to Kansas City as well. You served as conference planning chair and the the uh, MC of yeah. the banquet of which I wrote a lot of scripts for <laughs> and of which you didn't read any of. And you pretty much did an amazing job, by the way, of ad libbing the entire thing, uh, except at times when I, you would get lost, but you, but even yeah. when you were lost, you were such a pro about it that nobody in the audience knew that you had gone off script and that you would, you know, kind of fumbled your way through it. Cause you were so great about it. And to me, that's one of my favorite memories of you is being on stage and me knowing that you're way off script now. And you, I don't know how you're going to come back on script, but yet you would figure out a way to do it to where the audience never knew that there was a problem. Meanwhile, that, that I'm sweating bucket and I'm sweating buckets in the back <laughs> of the room because that was my first FCSI conference that I had planned. And so I didn't know how this was going to work. And so, you know, I thank you for that because you were able to handle it as well. But to me, that's still, I laugh about it. And I still tell the stories of conference planning chairs when they're getting ready to, they go over my scripts that I write and I look at them and go and try to keep on track. Unlike James Camacho. So (laughs) it was a lot of fun. It was, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. And, uh, yeah, I tried to bring it back at the end. You, you know? did. No, you did a great job of it. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you were not in the food service industry, what do you think you'd be doing? I'd be a sales rep somewhere. Yeah. I'd be out selling something. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, I mean, there was times in the early days that I looked at, you know, becoming a, 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 a like a Mossy rep somewhere. Really? Or, or either going to a manufacturer as far as, uh, you know, Sales manager kind of, you know, working that way. Yeah. Well, I can say personally and professionally, I'm really glad that that didn't happen, that you were able to stay in CSI because it was, it's, it's been fun. It has been. And it's been great to over the years to get to know you and become friends. So that's all the questions I've got for you today. Um, before I get going though, I, I, I do like to end things on a little bit of a fun note. So I've got a set of questions based on the Would You Rather series. <laughs> And so if you don't mind, I'm going to just start off and, and basically just ask or answer to me which one you'd rather do. Are you ready? Yes, okay, that one. Okay. All right. Would you rather be covered in snakes or bees? Bees. Would you rather be able to sing or be able to dance? Sing. Would you rather own a restaurant or own a dollar store? <laughs> dollar store. <laughs> Would you rather give up TV for a year or give up the internet for a year? Yes, all of the above. How about uh, <laughs> how, how about internet? No, I guess TV for a year. We'll okay. See. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Beam me up, Scotty. All right. Yeah. Would you rather have all the traffic lights you approach turn green or never have to stand in line again? I'll go with traffic lights. I live in Atlanta. Thank you very much. Yes. 
I, I had a feeling that would be the case with you living in Atlanta. Yeah. Would you rather see your future or fix your past? I would say see the future, maybe. Okay. That's, that's an interesting question. Would you rather have unlimited first-class plane tickets or never have to pay for food and restaurants again? How about the uh, first-class plane tickets? Okay. Would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon or be able to use a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? If I can have a straw, let's go with forks. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? Oh, got to be a superhero. Just for fun, yeah. All right. And the last one, would you rather fight a duck the size of a horse or 100 horses the size of ducks? <laughs> Just for fun, let's go with 100 All horses. right. That's perfect. <laughs> well, James, thanks so much. Tell me, how can people find out more about you and Camacho? Um, well, we're, we're working on the new website as we speak, but, uh, just CamachoUSA.com is where we are. Or, you know, I'm like most people, we never close. We only doze. So, you know, call me, I'll be here. I'm somewhere around Texas, you know, be glad to talk with anybody and, uh, help learn a little bit more about FCSI or just, you know, however we can help in general. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap with FCSI, the Americas. If you enjoyed today's episode, help us get the word out. Like and subscribe to our channel, share it, and check back next week when we interview another FCSI member. Until then, cheers. Cheers.